0: hello and welcome to episode 91 of the atlanta man podcast i'm your host ryan rogers and i'm here as i always am with evan etheridge what's up evan what's going on man
1: really really busy day uh got some falcons news um but yeah man i'm doing
0: i'm doing good That's great. I'm also doing well. And yeah, it was a uh, very busy day for the Falcons. The first day of legal tampering, as they call it in the NFL. So you can actually (laughs) do stuff without uh, getting in trouble. And the Falcons did a lot, which is not uh, necessarily surprising because kind of known for a while this team was going to be very active. But uh, right out the gates, they came in hot. A lot of stuff, a lot of transactions today. And uh, we'll get right into it now. We'll start off with the big one, which was signing Jesse Bates to a four-year, $64 million contract. Um, Bates to the Falcons has been a rumor for a while now. Uh, a few weeks ago, he was uh, spotted with, I think it was, it was A.J. Terrell, Kyle Pitts, and Casey Hayward. They were all at a restaurant together. So as soon as that video came out and him being a free agent, everybody was starting to connect the dots that he might become the Falcons. And literally, as soon as he possibly could, he signed with the Falcons. So, um, yeah, those, that definitely good to see. He's one of the title franchises on the market, definitely the top safety on the market. Uh, he becomes the fourth highest paid safety in NFL history with this contract, which is uh good for him. A lot of money. And uh, I still think it's a lot of money for, for him, but I think, still think it's a pretty good deal for what he's been with the Bengals the past few years on those defenses that have made really deep playoff runs made to the super bowl. And he's been a big part of that defense um, for a few years now. So yeah, what are your thoughts on this deal? Because I'm a, I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. Um, this is gonna help like secondary tremendously. Like over the top threat, like Jesse Bates is a, is a guy that's gonna give you a hundred tackles and and you know three or four interceptions. Like, um, he, he makes big plays. This is this is huge for the Atlanta Falcons and and, and their secondary. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money. Um, but you're getting you're getting that premium guy. This is you know this is. The, the the money that you would expect uh nowadays for for a top tier safety and you know this is one of the you know top seven free agents this year so you know big name coming off the board the first day to the falcons this is this is huge right here
0: yeah no doubt and um he is very good I and mean, he's played important football the past year it's not like he's been routing away on the texans or something he's been playing in meaningful football games for the past couple of years now and he's been coming up big i mean he's Very good player, all that stuff. It's very exciting. Um, But, uh, yeah, he is one of the bigger names on the market. Definitely the top safeties. I think I even saw a list where he was, like, in the top three of just all-around free agents. Mm -hmm. It's pretty wild. It kind of goes to show how good he is. And, um, yeah, definitely a guy that's gotten in the spotlight and has performed uh, to the highest level. Um, Doesn't have a ton of, like, accolades around him, but still, you don't need that to be good necessarily. He uh, did finish, like, second in all pro voting in 2020. That's the only thing he's got under his belt. But, I mean, his his stats are very solid. Watching him play, like he's just all over the place for the Bengals. And, yeah, the secondary is going to be – I mean, this helps a lot. And on top of, like, A.J. Terrell, you know, a full season out of him after he was banged up a lot last year, could be huge. And, I mean, yeah, that duo – I mean, that's one of the top secondary duos in the league now, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. So, And Casey Hayward, like I mentioned earlier, he's still around. Um, I know I saw a mock draft the other day and it had the Falcons taking um, Chris Gonzalez out of Oregon, who's a cornerback. So, I mean, if, I don't know if they'll go that direction now that they have um, Bates in the secondary, but they could just load up and just, you know, have the best secondary in the league if they wanted to. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal. And um, yeah, it was really exciting when it came across, it was, I mean, the Falcons, like they have not been able to do anything like this in a few years now. So when, like every, every, every time Friedrich rolls around, I'm just kind of looking off in the sidelines, watching other teams do stuff. And now, I mean, the Falcons kind of won the day, honestly, I don't think anyone made as many moves as they did. So definitely a good start to the day, but it wasn't the first move of the day. The first move came um, this morning, uh, not as high of a profile move, but a move I do like it is acquiring Johnu Smith, a tight end from the Patriots for a seventh round pick, very low um, draft pick compensation there because Falcons are taking on all the money, kind of just a salary dump for the Patriots. You didn't want to pay him. But the Falcons are restructuring his contract, uh, kind of help him out this year. But um, Johnny Smith signed with the Patriots a couple of years ago. He was in the Titans under Arthur Smith. Uh, everybody was making that connection immediately, and he was very good with the Titans. Um, didn't have as much success in New England, but when he was under Arthur Smith, he was very good, very explosive player. So what do you think about this one? Kind of pair him up. Kyle Pitts, um, tight end, uh, like run some tight end sets with uh, – a. Pitts as a receiver and johnny smith to tight in there's that possibility so yeah what do you think about this one
1: yeah this brings johnny smith back into arthur smith uh offense you know back in tennessee a couple years ago you had johnny and you had delaney walker like we all know how good that duo was uh walker being being the man but johnny was very underrated like he was he was a big time free agent uh two years ago and and the, the patriots signed him to a, a pretty big deal uh, i think it was four years, 50 million. So uh, like you said, it is just a salary dump. Like nobody really cares about that seventh round pick. It was just kind of like something at least. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's owed $10 million in 2023, $11 million in 2024. Um. But like you said, they're going to restructure that and, um. you know, hopefully make a little bit more room for this year so we can kind of pursue, um. you know, things now and, and, and kind of delay the, the, the pay and, um, just restructure it so so it so it benefits the team a little bit better. They can they can uh, make some more moves. But I do like the I, I do like the the move. Um I'm interested to see with Pitts um if John is more of a, a pass blocker or he's gonna be an actual threat down the field. Um, you know, this is gonna help tremendously, I think, you know, just the big name Johnu. Like he's he's still a guy. He he disappeared for a little bit with the Patriots, um, partly because he, you know, the offense they run in new England now is just not the same. Like,
0: yeah,
1: they don't have a good offense with Mac Jones and, um, their, their offensive coordinator, like mess they have going on with, uh, God, what's their name? Patricia, Matt, Patricia. Yeah. He's
0: the, the, yeah. the DC turned OC, which I'm not a big
1: fan of that guy, but, <laughs> uh, john U. Smith, like this is a, this is a big signing and I like it honestly. Um, you know, he he was good with, with, with Tennessee with under Arthur Smith. And so I'm excited to see him him reunite again. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean um it's not like a it's not a massive move or anything. I mean, you got try to the round pick for him. It's not gonna change your life all that much. but I do think it could be helpful for sure. His numbers with the Titans were a lot better than they were with the Patriots. So he just kinda went downhill. And I remember when he did sign with New England, um, that same offseason they signed Hunter Henry too, and everybody was just kind of confused, like, why'd you sign two tight ends to like a lot of money uh so they were kind of sharing time and like you said that offense has just has not been very good um under Patricia and Mac Jones a quarterback like it's just not the same kind of explosive play calling uh that Arthur Smith provides at all um I'm, I'm not going to say much about comparing quarterbacks because he did play with Ryan Tannehill who at the time was a lot better than Mac Jones but he's not the, like the greatest quarterback in the world obviously but uh yeah um I wonder what this means, though, uh, when it comes for other like skilled position players for the Falcons, because uh, they've still been definitely linked to some other wide receivers for a like a real wide receiver too behind Drake London. So I wonder. I don't think that'll affect it all too much, but he's just another option, another body in there with some upside with the familiarity. Um, Smith and Fondo have seemed to like just love to go back to what they're familiar with. Um, we've seen moves like that all the time now with them. Um, I don't yeah. blame them because they've had success in the past. So. Yeah, I like it. Fine, fine move. South run pick. Who cares about that pick at all? I don't. So, uh, yeah, we can move on. And speaking of familiarity, Fontenot signs a former Saint in David Anyamata to a three-year, $35 million deal. Uh, defensive tackle, pretty solid for the Saints. Um, decent money to him. Had five sacks last year. Played in all 17 games, so he was healthy. Um, yeah, I I like this. Um, just more help at the line. Put him next to Grady. Uh, maybe uh, – create some more havoc get to the quarterback had his best season ever last year. Um, According to approximate value, he had a, he had a nine last year, which set a career high for him. So coming off his best year in his free agent year. So good for him. Um, Some good money. I like it. Uh, Not a superstar or anything like that, but definitely just like good, solid move, a solid player to join the line. And we all know the Falcons need to get to the quarterback. It's always been a problem and I think this can help.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. This, this just feels, fills a hole. Um, it, it kind of stops a leak. It just you know throws some flex seal over that 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 gap there, and, and help Grady Jarrett out, help your help your Pro Bowler out. Um, so you know he was alongside Cam Jordan for all those all those years in New Orleans, and you know we'll we'll see if uh if Onyemata was underrated or, you know was he was perfectly rated. Like you know I think this is going to open up Grady Jarrett's, uh, game plan a lot more. Um, he's he's not going to be seen as, as as many double teams as he has been because we just don't have any guys on our line and so um, yeah I think I like the signing um, you know it's decent money but it's a guy that's thirty you know it's a it's a big dude it plays a tough position so this is the this is the price for a guy like that and and I like the signing um, Fontenot obviously knows him as a as a player and and, and a person uh, being with the Saints. So, you know, I'm going to trust him here and I I like the signing.
0: Yeah, perfectly fine stuff. This one kind of flew under the radar a little bit because of the Jesse Bates move and even the Johnny Smith move got a little more press than this one, but I still think it's definitely a good move. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just filling holes with just solid players. And that's just, like I said earlier, they could like, they could really do stuff like this a few years ago, just like three for 35. Like, and these, these players, like they're not incredibly sexy when you look at them, but. When just having solid guys everywhere, like that helps, just helps your depth. You don't have to just fill in guys that are borderline practice squad material. You actually have like real NFL players and they're just filling in holes with real guys. And that's always going to help. And they have not always had that. And that's kind of been one of the problems with this team over the past few years. So, um, other big move that they made this one was uh, in-house under free agency signing, but they did extend Chris Lindstrom a big deal 5 years 105 million for him um he was awesome last year PFF had him graded as the best run blocking lineman in the league so that kind of speaks for itself if you're the best at something in the NFL um the deserved payday for him the former first round pick he's been just really solid over the past few years but last year was like his real breakout to just being one of the best offensive linemen in the league um this actually helps the falcons cap situation this year he's going to be making a little bit less than he uh originally would have if they wouldn't have extended him so obviously it's going to kick in um next year and he's going to like it's going to Hurt cap a little more. I don't want to say hurt, but you know, add a little more money to it. it. Actually helps them in the short term. So yeah, kind of a good deal all the way around, especially for the now. And you're still trying to spend money, and he's just been awesome, and he deserves it. So I'm happy with this.
1: Absolutely, dude. This is this is huge right here. Uh, everybody was calling for it, um, but they didn't know it was going to be this big. Like yeah. he's the highest paid guard in the NFL now. Like that's pretty bold to say. Like he's young, he's been good. Um, you know, his his rookie year he got hurt. And so he missed a bunch of time, but since he got back, like he's been solid. He's been that dude. Um, run blocking is his strength. Like he, he's a menace, you know, on the on the front line. And you know, I think this is a guy that, um, you know, you could look back in a couple of years and 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 he kind of sets sets the bar here for for contracts for guards. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's good to to sign your guys. It feels good signing guys that you drafted because we never do that. Like they're always yeah. just bus, they, you know, kind of fizzle out and and stuff never happens. So this was, this was awesome to see homegrown guy. And, uh, you know, honestly, I I really liked the signing.
0: Yeah. I'm perfect for extending him. He was awesome last year, made the pro bowl second team, all pro. Um, so he was just really good all around and, um, yeah, I mean, the run blocking last year was just like a kind of, kind of a surprise of how good it was. Um, they're one of the best units in the league when it came to that pass blocking, need some work still. But um run blocking they were awesome. And the run game with Algier and C P last year was incredible. They were really good. And they were probably the biggest ground and pound team in the league. And Lynchman was a huge part of that because he was just not letting anybody get to the running back ever. So yeah, he's still twenty six, young guy. Um been relatively healthy. I mean, like you said, his rookie only played five games, but he's played every single game since then. So yeah. Solid as they come, not not hurt, and just really good too. So yeah, he he's awesome, and I think uh yeah, I don't think anyone. It's a lot of money, like you said. He's the highest paid guard in the league now. Um, but uh, I don't think anyone's having a problem with that because he played like he should be the highest paid guard in the league last year. So uh, no complaints there at all. And uh yeah, those are all the all the deals I made today. And this is just day one. Um, a lot more stuff to come. A lot of stuff happened all over the league today. Um, but. Falcons, they still have thirty five around around thirty-five million dollars in cap space left to play with this offseason. I don't know where those can be put. I don't know. Um still a lot of stuff up in the air. Um other positions need to be filled. Like I mentioned earlier, wide receiver two, maybe find a guy for that. You never know with the Lamar stuff. I'm not thinking it's gonna happen, but the Raiders did sign Garoppolo today, which was an interesting move. And that kind of takes them out of the running. For Lamar and for like guys in the draft too, because I think they're picking sixth or something. So the Falcons are thinking about picking a guy in the draft. Um, then got to worry about the Raiders, you know, swoop, swooping up Anthony Richardson if they wanted him. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff going on around the league, but still a lot, a lot more moves to be made with this team because they got a lot more money to spend. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I'll say Lamar's probably at the table now. It's just 35 million left. Like it's just not enough. Like it ain't happening. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. There's really been, it's kind of been radio silence since we talked about him last week. Uh, I don't know who's going to sign him, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of a weird situation there. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, yeah, you got any uh, more thoughts? Any, uh, any guys on your, on your dream list where they could sign?
1: I I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure about dream, dream players on a dream list, but I know some positions that definitely need to be filled um, either via free agency or, or through the draft. Um, Day one was awesome. Like I, I think I really like the Jesse Bates uh, signing and 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 bringing Lindstrom back. Like that's huge, you know, beefing up the D line. And then very underrated move in Jonu Smith. Like yeah, he's owed a lot of money, um, but he's another guy. Like he's another name. Um, I, 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 I'm with you on wide receiver too. We need another wide receiver. Um, We need some pass blocking. I think you know, getting us a, a, a tackle. Would not be a bad idea at all. Yeah. Um, either through the draft or, or through the you know free agency. Um, we need we need another cornerback and um, you know, beef up that D line some more, man. Like that 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 would be the yeah. biggest
0: thing. I would still I would still look for um Marcus Davenport as a guy that the Falcons could potentially sign. Um he's a Saint. So the Nielsen and Fontenot connection is there. He's like he was right with Jesse Bates as like the Falcons rumor guy for a while there. Um, so I I still think um he's on the table for sure. Um to get him there some more pass rush. He would be huge if they could land that one. So maybe that'll maybe that'll happen in the next week or so. Uh but uh yeah, great start. Great start. We've been been alluding to it for a few weeks now that they're gonna be very busy and day one, they were very busy. Like this is a lot of stuff. So I'm happy with it though. I'm happy with it. And it's exciting because haven't had this in a while. So it's so exciting that if doesn't feel good? Yeah, and I mean Especially when you think about the division just being as wide open as it is, like yes, this team is. You know, I don't want to say Super Bowl contender yet. I mean, unless they do something crazy this off season, but um, they're definitely like I don't I don't know who's going to win that division. Like, you kind of got to see. It's kind of incomplete right now because off season just started, but um, yeah, it's wide open, and the Falcons could definitely win the division next year, which is weird to say because it's been a it's been a while. It's been a while, so. We can uh, move on now to the Hawks, who we're actually recording during the game right now against the Timberwolves. They actually just finished and they lost by a lot to Minnesota. Um, Where do you want to go with the the Hawks? Because I just don't, I don't know what to think. Uh, They beat, they swept the Wizards, they lost the Celtics, and they just got their doors blown off at home against the Timberwolves, who are a 500 team. I think the who are missing half their roster. (laughs) Yeah, Cat is not playing um, for them tonight. Gobert ended up playing and he was questionable. So he probably wasn't hundred um, percent. There were five and a half point favorites and lost by well, what's the final score here. They lost by 21, 21. So yeah, give up 136 points back to back, just absolutely terrible defensive games. They give up 134 to the Celtics on Saturday. And um, yeah, giving up 136 to Minnesota without cat is tough, tough. Um, Anthony Edwards had thirty two for them. Like, we could just kind of just go all over the place with the games. We don't have to like deep dive yeah, any I'm, of them. I mean, I'm
1: good it, with that. Let's do that. It's,
0: it's yeah. It started off good with the Wizards games, sweeping them after getting swept by Miami it was seemed pretty important and looked like they're on the right track. Uh, the Celtics game didn't go well. They lost by nine. Like I said, the defense was terrible. It was a tough spot. Um, so they had a back to back after playing in Washington. so they had to go from DC back to Atlanta overnight and then play one of the best teams in the league who had been on two days' rest. So that was just kind of a tough spot to begin with. but um yeah, it's just it's just more of the same. It's more of the same. They're back to being under 500 now. They're 34 and 35. It is it's not good at all.
1: Right when you get your hopes up, man, they just they just crush them. Like this is the most frustrating basketball I've ever watched. Like, I just want to get to the play in. Like we've been saying this, if they're not careful, dude, if they're not careful, they're gonna drop. They're gonna keep dropping. Like they might they get are ten seed. Like they're yeah, they're two in.
0: games up on the Bulls who are the ten seed, and they are two and a half up on the Wizards who are the eleven seed and out of the playoffs.
1: Like. Dude, this is pathetic, man. I'm gonna read you some stats. You tell me who this is, okay? All right. 16 points, 4.8 rebounds, 5.6 assists, um, 37% field goal, and 13.6% from three last five games.
0: Would that be DeJounte
1: Murray? That would be DeJounte Murray. <laughs> that that doesn't even include tonight, where he just went. I'm going to read some more stats out from tonight's game. He went five of 15. He only shot two threes and he had 11 points minus 29 plus minus. Dejounte Murray has been horrible. The last like two weeks, yeah. he's been horrible. I don't know what's gotten into him, man. Cause he was playing some of the best basketball of his life, of his career, like putting up career scoring numbers. And then as soon as the coaching changes happen happens, he he's been horrible. Like, We need him to play better, man, and we're not paying him all this money to just play this bad. I mean, he's been horrible. You can't even understate that at
0: all. Yeah, since that Portland game where he just went ballistic and dropped that career high, he has been pretty brutal. Like, there's no other way around it. I mean, it's just been up and down because I remember at the beginning of the year we were talking like, oh, my God, like DeJounte Murray, like this is game-changing. He was so good for about a week at the beginning of the year, then he would dip back down, then he's back up, then he's down. He's been like... it's like been like the team this year. He's just been up and down like crazy. Yeah. Um, It is frustrating. Minus 29, that is hard to do. Like... (laughs) Especially when you're, like, as good as him. And it's even harder to do when your backcourt mate, Trey Young, had 41 points. Which, I mean, them losing by 21 with Trey having 41 is... O'Connor also <laughs> was awesome in this game too 16 yeah, and was. 14 but that's it Um, really I mean Sadiq Bey kind of had a little cool down game he only took two threes 0 of 2 yeah it, it's bad man Um, it's bad like they're they're <sighs> I'm <laughs> not going to live this yeah it's like the Celtics game I get it that's a tough game we didn't, we didn't talk about Marcus Smart and Trey Young Marcus Smart just throwing him down like a rag doll. <laughs> that was tough. Um, But, yeah, they are just – I mean, they're not good right now. I mean, these past two games, the defense has just been horrendous. Like, 134, then 136, that's, like, just not even – like, you can't do anything with that. It doesn't matter how good you are on offense. Like, they were really good on offense against Boston. 125, Trey was good. Like, a lot, a lot of guys played very well in that game. Um, but it just didn't matter because they couldn't get a stop. I mean, two games in a row, they've given up 30 points at least in every single quarter. That's eight straight quarters of giving up at least 30 points. Yeah. Like that's just never that's never going to work ever. like and it, yeah, I don't know, man. I actually, I just, yeah, just kind of get to get to the plan at this point and just see what happens, I guess. like I don't know, dude. They're, like I don't want to say they're a lost cause, but they kind of are. I mean, they're not going to do anything. I know I said last week that I had some hope that they could go on a run, but I mean, I know it's just two games and and but just the defense has been so bad. Like I like it's you can't do anything with that. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And Trey Young has been phenomenal.
0: He has. He's been great. He's been he's really been good.
1: So good. like like peak, like he's back. We can, you, you know, we've been saying this, but it's just it's just frustrating. As soon as he comes back, the team just sucks on defense. DeJounte Murray, he's falling off a cliff. A.J. Griffin isn't getting any minutes. Like, some weirdest yeah. stuff is going on. Um, but Jalen Johnson looks good. Akongu looks good. Like, there's some positive light to this team. Um, I, I just don't see – you know, I think you need to go one way or the other with Sadiq Bey and John Collins. Like, dude, roll Sadiq Bey out in that starting lineup and just go full power offense – um and and just say screw defense or i don't know man i don't i don't think john collins should be getting more time than sidi barrow now the way he's shooting the three ball he's just he's a liability on defense john collins like he he, he can't produce on his own like he is a product of trey young i've you know i hated you know i'd never liked the re-signing of john collins that max deal because like Trey makes Jake John Collins what he is. Like he he just sits in a corner or he's throwing up a, an alley Like it's all produced by Trey, and I just don't know, man. I think Bay adds another dimension to the off the starting line. Like especially with Dejounte shooting the three balls so bad right now. Um, I don't know, man. I I think personnel needs to be you know Trey needs help, dude, and and it's bad.
0: Yeah, it is. It's tough. and I mean, it's, it's even crazy. Like they're fully healthy in this game. No one was out. because um, so Bogey ended up playing. Bogey had a bad game. Two points, one of eight. That's, that's not good. Um, Yeah. I mean, Collins, I, I know it's like it, everybody, people have been saying this for like two years. You know, he's like, they're definitely going to trade him this off season. Like, because he's just not – it's not all his fault. He hasn't been good, and he he hasn't shot three ball all year. He's shooting, like, I think it's below 30% from three. But, I mean, they've just kind of alienated him from the offense. I am going to defend John a little bit here after your, just, your smear campaign right there of John Collins. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, they they just not finding a way for him on offense. And Sadiq has – like, he's been out of his mind shooting. Um and I really – I mean, he only took two threes, missed both of them. I mean, he only took eight shots total, like – I mean, I think he's probably still shooting over fifty percent with the Hawks, but um, yeah, I could definitely see them next year, like kind of leaning more towards Sadiq at the four than trading John, because um, I got Sadiq for next year too. And DeAndre Hunter, you're gonna, you can, you can smear Collins. I'll smear Hunter because he. Thank you. It is like he's just timid. He's like a baby deer, playing basketball, like the not aggressive ever going to the no rack. handles. Wanna put wants to pull up every chance he gets when he's got, and he's DeAndre Hunter's a big dude. He is very large. He's 6'8", 220. Take that thing to the rack, dude. You don't need to be pulling up and just taking these contested long twos all the time, just because you don't want to go to the rack. Like DeAndre, he he should be more physical all around, even defensively. I mean, I, I've said he's been going defense this year. He's been bad lately. I mean, everybody's been bad lately, obviously, just because of. I mean, just look at what they've been doing on defense past two games but i mean with the way jalen's playing man i mean he looks like he's gonna he might be the guy on the perimeter next year defensively like yeah because hunter is just not cutting it man and i mean talk about an extension you don't like the hunter one doesn't look good either and um it's um yeah i mean this is super negative we know and uh it's only two games. Like they're only like they're still pretty much in the same spot. They, I mean, they've been they're in the same spot they were like three months ago. You know what I mean, <laughs> like they're not bad. They're not good. They're they're just they're right in the middle. They're right in the middle, and they're going to be probably the eighth seed in the play in, and and that's just going to be it. Like you're you're we'll just hoping if-
1: they get into a series and they get hot. Like that's that's all you can hope for.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, I, mean,
1: I just don't see us taking. Four out of seven from any of the top five teams right now. Like I don't see it. So I mean, something's got to happen and something's got to click at the right time, and we're just gonna have to go on a run, and it's gonna have to be timed so perfectly that nobody sees it coming either. So not even me. And you know, that's just that's just the Hawks, man. They they can't get anything rolling. They win two, they lose two. They win one, they lose two. They come back, they win two more. Like they're they're a five hundred team, and that's that's it. That's the Hawks that's nothing else
0: yeah um Russia, I, I said last yeah. week if they don't if they finish anywhere besides 41 and 41 i'll be surprised because i just it's destiny and i mean just looking at the schedule ahead like i can tell you how it's going to go they play golden state on friday they're going to lose then they play san antonio detroit they'll win both of those games and bang they're back at 500 <laughs> like i'm telling you book it take that to vegas because they're going to lose to the warriors and then beat the spurs and the pistons like i Guarantee it,
1: LWW. All right, we'll see you next week. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, we won't know because we play the Pistons next Tuesday, so Uh, we'll see. But like I'm telling you, like it's they're so mid, it's crazy. It's yeah. And just looking at the schedule, I mean, there's some soft spots like like next week, um, San Antonio, Detroit. Those are two of the worst teams in the league. Minnesota again on the roads. That's obviously a bad matchup (laughs) after what just happened. (laughs) Then Pacers grizzlies then you got a pretty tough one um with brooklyn dallas chicago or not chicago but cleveland brooklyn dallas like that's not easy i don't know man it's just it's giving me a headache just talking about them just looking at their schedule on espn just like the w's and the l's just how they're so synchronized of the pattern like it's it's weird it's like they're like a they're an anomaly it's i don't know i ain't got nothing else we went on a
1: streak of what was the highest win streak this year was it five yeah, it was it should... five.
0: And then five we lost the
1: Hornets. Streak. Should have been six. And yeah. that, you know, I don't think we've had anything over three. Other than that, and other than that win streak. Like this team is it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how consistently mid they are.
0: Yeah,
1: it is. I feel it's... like there's a saying for that.
0: Like <laughs> I don't know. There there might be something out there. I don't know, but like, literally like literally my head is like I'm like slowly like gaining a migraine just like looking at it and talking about it it makes me sick
1: oh it makes man. me sick
0: at least it's like I mean I can't imagine what things would be saying if Nate was still here like it would be <laughs> like it would like I don't even know if I'd be watching if Nate was still here like because there would just be nothing to live for at that point if like at least Quinn, I mean maybe Quinn can figure something out maybe he's going to get in their ass big time after this game. But I don't know. They have they do have 3 days off until they play the Warriors. So I mean, they need that. They need to figure something out in the next 3 days. So I don't know. I'm I'm actually glad. Like 3 days off in a row with the Hawks. Like let's go. Like <laughs> I usually hate days <laughs> off,
1: but like that sounds
0: pretty good. I can't even lie. <laughs> I know. I know and I mean, if they don't figure it somehow out soon Golden State's been cooking lately since they got Curry back. They could they could be in for a rude awakening, um, on Friday if they don't figure something out on defense because Curry was going nuts in the second half against the Bucks other night. Like he he he's he's back and it could be bad. It could be bad against the Warriors if they don't figure something. Curry versus so.
1: Curry, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that matchup. Be That'll fun. be
0: fun. That'll be fun. Friday night game too. So at State Farm, I'm sure it's going to be a raucous environment. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they beat the Warriors, I'll be back in. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Call me crazy. If they, go, if, they, if they go three in a row and beat the Warriors and then beat um San Antonio or Detroit, Or you, you know actually what they're going to do? Forget what I said earlier, how they're going to lose the Warriors and beat the Spurs and Pistons. They're going to beat the Warriors and lose those two games. <laughs> Could you imagine oh that?
1: Gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, anyways, like – I don't know. I, I I spilled. I spilled my uh my hawk stock yeah, and and you know it's something, something that something's got to happen, man. You know, I just don't know. I just don't see it
0: happening. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, we've we've gone we've gone on too long. Um, really, we've just been rambling at this point. But um, yeah, Hawks bad, Falcons good. That's, wow, that's something. Okay, um, <laughs> World Baseball Classic any thoughts on that man I mean I know Eddie's been playing pretty good yeah Chadwick Trump Homer like he's been he's been killing it right now yeah Netherlands are done though they got eliminated so no more tropical storm until till the regular season I guess if he gets a shot which is sad for me yeah I watch the stripers games and watch him
1: uh, Ronnie actually has not been playing too hot but uh
0: he had, a, he had that rough first game against um who they played the first game? The DR in the first game, I think. Who were they playing the first game? I forgot.
1: They played um, uh Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto they played Rico. Dominican and then Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, I think he had a better game against um Puerto Rico. I think he drew a walk. I think he got a hit. Um, yeah, Venezuela. They should make it. He Ronald should be playing in the um real tournament to the quarterfinals. I think that they, they've won both their games, so he'll be playing in the real portion of the tournament, at the pool play. Um Puerto Rico, I don't think it's gonna make it. I think they've lost both their games until tonight. they they're beating the hell out of Israel right now, which is <laughs> tough for them. Um tougher our guy Jock playing center field for Team Israel, which that's a that's a thick man playing center field for your team. <laughs> Cause Jock has he's 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 had some LBs on since he's left the Braves and it's just it's resulted in more pop. He's been smacking the ball, but him playing center field, hey. That's a big I mean, man. Go for, go for it. Go for it. But um yeah, Baseball, I think U- I'll back soon.
1: US kind of has to win out now, I
0: think. Like, yeah, they got they got lucky today because the Brits beat um Colombia. If Colombia would have won, I think they would have been in some real trouble because they gave up so many runs to Mexico and the tiebreaker in this tournament is runs allowed per outs. like per outs gotten. It's kind of a weird, so the more runs you give up the like the worst it is for you when it comes to the uh, tiebreaker. So if they do end up huh. in a tiebreaker, they could be screwed because they gave up so many runs to Mexico. But um, yeah, it's, I've been enjoying it though. It's been fun to watch. Um, The Dominicans are really fun to watch. They went, they went nuts earlier today. Um, i on a Soto homer. Just some of the rosters are crazy. Just seeing, just seeing all these guys back to back is fun to watch. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I think, I think we really need more stuff like this in baseball. Like this kind of feels like, I don't know a glorified world cup. Like, um, the, the world cup is awesome. Like everybody in the world watches it, I've, I've, yeah. you know, obviously to the name, but, um, this is really cool. I think they should do more stuff like this, like year round, like throughout the season, you know, representing your country. It just means so much more. Every, every game feels like a playoff game. Like the players are hyped. They're into it. The, the electricity, like in the stadium, like these fans are awesome. Man. And everybody, everybody rallying around the country is really, really cool. Um. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like you said,
0: yeah, it is. It's fun to watch. And the only thing that does suck about it is that um, like a lot, like all the major league guys, just like they're prioritizing. I mean, obviously, they're prioritizing their like own teams over this. Like I know Otani, he's gonna pitch in the quarterfinal, and he's not pitching anymore. I don't, I think he might be just leaving the tournament after the quarterfinal to go back to spring training with the Angels. Is what I saw. I don't, I don't I, know for sure if he's leaving like together, or if he's going to stay and hit, but like I saw something that they need him to like throw a simulated game or something before the season to line him up for opening day. Well, yeah, that's, that's all we got on this one. And um, if you, if you made this far listening, we really, really appreciate it and we will be back next week with another episode.